synthesizing data to speed machine learning. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Yashar Bazadi, founder and CEO of Synthesis AI. Welcome, Yashar. Uh, thank you, Tanya. Great to be here. Appreciate you having me. Of course. So what does Synthesis AI do? Yeah, Synthesis AI is a data generation platform for computer vision. Uh, so in, in computer vision, we rely heavily on, on data to train uh, various systems and, and requires a lot of label training data to do so. We borrow uh, very heavily from the CGI, visual effects, and gaming industry to create photorealistic worlds in which you can begin training uh, new and better uh, computer vision models. In the domain of computer vision, what are the current limitations in developing AI models? Yeah, a well, wonderful question. I mean, if you look at the current paradigm in computer vision, it's heavily dependent on creating hardware, deploying hardware, uh, acquiring data, labeling data, building a model, and at the end of that complicated long-term process, being able to ask the question of what my model can do, right? It was, whereas you compare it to any other engineering discipline where simulation and synthetic data and kind of CAD-based systems are used to kind of build out your system to, uh, well ahead of uh, kind of acquiring the data. So what we're seeing is a, is a fundamental kind of limitation in the space beyond the cost and time required to acquire the data as we described. Um, but there are a number of things that you wanna label within a scene in terms of understanding a scene, uh, the 3D position of an object, its material properties, its weight, its interaction with other objects and or agents with those objects that people can't fundamentally label, right? So the current kind of paradigm of, of human labeling and supervised learning falls short of the kind of the roadmap these com companies want to build in terms of capabilities they want to uh, ultimately uh, deploy within computer vision. So that's where we're seeing a lot of real interesting use cases for synthetic data and simulation. Once you're able to create a photorealistic world uh, that may make the use cases you're interested in, uh, because you created the world, you know everything about every pixel in that scene, pixel level accuracy. And of course, you can turn different knobs and create immense amounts of, of diverse data essentially on demand. So let's dive into that a bit. Let's get into the details, if you will. I explain what synthetic data is and how it's actually created. Yeah, great. Uh, so synthetic data is computer-generated data meant to mimic real-world uh, phenomena, right? So in the case of, for instance, you're building a system uh, for teleconferencing as a, as a good kind of potential entry point, uh, you need lots of faces, uh, you need people, you need them to interact in various ways, and you need them in, in a particular context, interiors of homes and studios other places. Uh, to do that, what we do is we borrow heavily from the CGI visual effects industry. So we have 3D models, photorealistic high fidelity models of people. We augment them with generative adversarial networks and, and other kind of AI enabled uh, approaches to create just a huge bank of high resolution assets. So currently in our system, we have 40,000 unique identities that are supported spanning gender, ethnicity, age, and, and BMI. Uh, you can then place those individuals and modify them in various ways. You can add accessories, glasses, masks, modify hair elements, all using kind of traditional cinematic visual effects pipelines, and then place them in the environment that you're interested in. So once you have a kind of that 3D scene, then you can uh, set the camera uh, position, uh, the intrinsics, extrinsics of the camera system, and, and vary the lighting as well. So combinatorially, you're able to just create an immense amount of very uh, diverse data, all of which is perfectly labeled. So you can build really uh, high performing systems all within this virtual domain. Do local customs and cultures have any bearing on mannerisms and facial expressions? Do you have to fine tune tagging to maybe account for nationality, geog geography, or, or even culture? 
Wonderful question. I think what, what it's getting toward is a couple, couple of issues that are implicit, uh, are very, very key in, in computer vision today. One is bias, right? So as you build kind of systems, especially with people within those systems, we're finding they don't always equally uh, operate uh, for different ethnicities, for instance, or genders, or, you know, to your point, uh, different uh, specific uh, geographic uh, dependencies, right? And that's an issue of training data. Your training data is, is skewed or is not a class balance. So if you so as a company, if you have a predominance of you know a particular type of demographic data in your system, well, it's not going to work well for folks who are excluded in that training set. So the, one of the big advantages of, of synthetic data is it's declarative. You're actually asking the system for the type of data that you want. So if you want your systems to be uh, more fair in terms of uh, the areas you described, you ask for the data to be balanced. I need equal representation uh, for various different data types uh, to make sure my systems are ultimately built with minimal bias. So then do you need to test or audit synthetic data to verify that it's truly representative and bias-free? Yeah, so I mean, again, it's by design. So when we create the, the synthetic data, we're, we've uh, enabled uh, the models that we built uh, essentially to be representative of, again, age, gender, uh, you know, ethnicity. So we try to create a balanced data set. And then as the way people interface with our API, maybe I should uh, describe that, is we, we service a, a very simple API for endpoint users that they can declare the types of distributions they're interested in. So I need a thousand individuals equally representing these different uh, ethnicities and, and uh, demographics. Uh, and then the data is generated according to that particular distribution. So because it's declarative, uh, by design, it's gonna be balanced. That makes sense. So what are some of the interesting current use cases of synthetic data? Yeah, so we, we focus a lot on uh, people in context. It's kind of our kind of a theme of, of our current initial products. Um, and there's a lot of use cases beyond that, but our, our initial kind of target use cases uh, are handset manufacturers. So we actually work with three of the top five global handset manufacturers for their facial verification systems. Uh, so things that we're used to using kind of every single day. Uh, there's a lot of AI behind those to make those robust and, and work uh, well. Uh, also, there's a lot of computational photography leveraged in these multimodal camera systems for smartphones. So when you take a picture, cropping out the person and, and kind of adding effects, uh, there, there's a lot of AI behind the scenes there. So it requires a lot of diverse uh, well-labeled data to do so. And we work with a lot of the handset manufacturers to, to provide that data. Uh, another kind of category of use is teleconferencing. So we actually work with some of the larger teleconferencing companies, a lot of innovation in the space and being able to create, uh, you know, optimal kind of viewing experiences, you know, AI enabled kind of image correction uh, and, and kind of bandwidth optimization to things like sentiment analysis and emotional overlays and uh, on top of these types of interactions. Uh, so we have a number of customers in that arena. Uh, and then final kind of area that we're working with is around smart assistants. So the next generation of Amazon Alexa type products are gonna have cameras. They're gonna be much more conscious of kind of the emotional response in the context of the individual. And again, that requires a ton of, a ton of data. And one thing I should mention is beyond bias, which we talked about, uh, privacy is a huge issue, right? For these types of systems. So being able to use synthetic data to train these systems really protects the consumer and the consumer's uh, data with, within the, the training system. So you, you talked about today, but let's talk about tomorrow. Where, where do you see the need for synthetic data going to in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So we see a, a future in which the, the whole paradigm of computer vision changes and leverages synthetic data, right? Similarly to like how CAD-based systems are used for mechanical design or, you know, these different systems or for other engineering disciplines. Um, so you're going to see synthetic data be uh, introduced early on into the computer vision development uh, paradigm across all types of use cases. There's already in use in robotics, in autonomous vehicles, uh, and then obviously the areas that we're focused on. 
Yashar Vazadi, founder and CEO of Synthesis AI. That's very fascinating uh, work that you're doing, Yashar. If somebody wants to find out more about it and maybe they want to connect with you personally, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, you can either go to our website, uh, synthesis.ai, uh, or reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, again, the name is Yashar Bizzotti. I'm the only one there, so I'm easy to find. Uh, and I want to thank you, Tanya, for uh, this great conversation. Absolutely. And thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.